The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so glad you could join me. I've got to tell you, I have had such a fun week. I had lunch with Michael Lozier while he was vacationing in Palm Springs. It was so much fun. Michael is our cover guy for the February 2018 Law of Attraction magazine, and he wrote the best articles that is in our files. You're going to love this issue. He is doing something that will remove emotional blocks in literally 15 minutes without you even knowing what the emotional block is. It is so fascinating. It's not EFT. It's brand new, and I know you're going to love what he has to tell you. Also, Michael and I may be having a major event in Las Vegas in 2018, so if you think you may be interested in attending, send me an email at jules at LOA Radio Network and let me know if there's any interest in this. If you can recall, Michael Lozier was interviewed on Oprah four times as well as being invited to be on Oprah and Friends radio show for over a year. He is the only one in the law of attraction industry. He was the only one in the law of attraction industry, especially those who starred in the movie The Secret, that had instructions on how to work the law of attraction. And of course, Oprah picked up on this after reading his best-selling book called, of course, (laughs) The Law of Attraction. Now he has expanded it even more with this brand new technique in which to release the emotions that stop you from getting your dreams. So this is The Law of Attraction on Steroids. Keep listening because you're going to love my upcoming interview with Michael very, very soon. Tonight we have one of my most favorite person on my show, Parisha Taylor, or better known as Grandmother Parisha. She is back from all of her travels, for a little while at least, and we get a chance to get to know what she has been doing and what she feels is going on and then what she suggests we can do about it. But before I bring out Parisha, I want to talk about a little of what is going right in the world right now. You know, we humans, having a spiritual experience, are learning, or shall I say, relearning very important things that are increasing our well-being. Everything has an upside, and when you see things on the whole spectrum, you get a bigger perspective, and things just get easier. For instance, I want to talk about Obamacare that is responsible for this resurgence into the naturopathic medicine. It is a great thing. Many people I know are paying huge insurance premiums and then huge deductibles. And the reason behind this is because they're the ones that are paying for the ones who can't afford the insurance. As a result, many have opted out of insurance completely and are willing to pay the IRS penalty because well, it's simply cheaper. They can afford that as opposed to the insurance premiums. Well, you may think this is all a bad thing, but what it has done is that it's helped people to find new ways to keep themselves healthier. This is great news. 
This has started a huge change reaction to the naturopathic doctor or medicine field as well. People are now taking responsibility for their health and have turned to good old mother nature for minor or normal aches and pains instead of western medicine that consists of big pharma. Taking responsibility for your health is such a big deal. And thank you, universe, it has forced us into relearning how to take care of ourselves. It's so wonderful to look up on the internet natural remedies for what ails you. Just last week, I had a horrendous earache that went down the neck down to the collarbone and it was so painful it was like all of the muscles from the neck were spasming and this happened probably because the change in weather here in the desert and instead of going to the ER which is my normal response I hate to say I went online and found out home remedies I could use it told me that rosemary oil is the best antibiotic in the world and it has no side effects you can actually drink two drops in a glass of water and it works wonders it will heal you so fast but then it said for an earache Take rosemary oil, mix it with coconut oil, lavender, and a little bit of tea tree oil. And then rub it on your throat and the outside of the ear and down the neck. And let the medicine, Mother Nature's medicine, seep in through the skin. I was amazed. No side effects, and it worked so efficiently. Now, a few months ago, I had a new dental bridge put in and I had excruciating jaw pain. So I got antibiotics and painkillers, which did not alleviate the pain at all. It was because my jaw was open for such a long time and the muscles were spasming. So again, feeling absolutely horrible, I got on the internet and found out that CBD oil will relax the muscles. Do you know that after I used that, the pain went away in just a few minutes? I immediately stopped the antibiotics and all of the pain meds, and I was back to normal within a few hours and had a terrific night's sleep without the drugs which, by the way, cost me a small fortune. Now I have an arsenal of essential oils in my house, as well as CBD oil, which is legal in 50 states. For those who want CBD oil that has no THC, which, by the way, THC is what gets you high. That's from the marijuana side of the plant. I suggest going to naturalnews.com and ordering it from there because one you're going to get a very high grade of cbd oil and two it's organic and three it's tested and you can rest assured that you're getting premium stuff now i know that you can trust the health ranger on this one again go to naturalnews.com and put in their search engine cbd oil and they'll tell you how to order it from this day forward i only depend on mother nature and i can tell you in the past it has never let me down did you know that frankincense oil actually can demolish a brain tumor <laughs> yep. Did you know that CBD oil can be given to pets with amazing results? I was at PetSmart last week looking at things for my cats, and I was talking to one of the salespeople who told me that his friend has given his dog, who was also diagnosed with cancer, and was told to make the dog comfortable because it only had like a month to live. But the owner started giving it CBD oil, and guess what happened? The dog fully recovered and is thriving for the last three years. 
If CBD, Mother Nature, can do it for animals, you can bet it can do the same thing for us because it's Mother Nature. Look, simply put, the universe produces natural medicines to keep we humans having a spiritual experience from perishing. And amazingly, animals, bears, tigers, dogs, cats, wolves, coyotes, they all know Mother Nature. And when they're sick, guess what they do? They go sniff and find the exact plant that's going to help keep them healthy. Now you know that chemo is a poison and you know radiation is also poison. It has to be because it's trying to kill the cancer within. But with mother nature, the antidote to cancer is real food, essential oils, and mother nature's CBD oil. If you're diagnosed with cancer, please, before you start any treatment, go to a naturopathic doctor that will work with you to provide what the universe placed on this planet to heal you. Synthetic drugs are never, never, never as good as Mother Nature. So in hindsight, I look at Obamacare as the vehicle that made the holistic medical profession thrive. And it is helping so many people more than any other time in modern medicine. Instead of going to the ER to get synthetic drugs, turn to Mother Nature. The original way we were intended to heal for literally thousands and thousands of years. Truly, Big Pharma has only been around Western medicine for like maybe 80 years, maybe 100 and we survived quite well before that without big pharma. So did all the animals. Isn't that amazing? We don't need big pharma to thrive. We simply need mother nature. And that also goes for hypnosis as well, because your mind is so powerful. It can literally jumpstart your healing by removing the emotional blocks that are giving you hints as to what is going on emotionally. A pain in the back, depending on where it's at, could indicate that you are having worries about financial struggles, that you're feeling unsupported, or that you're being uh, bullheaded, <laughs> which happens to be reflecting off of a stiff neck. You're unable to be flexible. So there's a whole bunch of things that you can determine what is going on. For you are the best doctor for you. You know what you are feeling. And if you let the universe direct you intuitively, you will find out the best cure for you. As I did last week using essential oils and even CBD oil. And lastly, you know, I really appreciate all the hard schooling medical doctors have had to endure. They truly entered into the profession to help people. But then the school bills and and ouch, you wonder why they get trapped in making big pharma trillions of dollars. So bless them and encourage them to become a naturopathic doctor. Get them back to mother nature. I believe this is what the future will hold for new doctors because believe me, they know that Mother Nature is the best road to sustain health. And with that, let's take a fast break for these short commercials. And I want you to pay special attention to a new sponsor we have, SubliminalVisionBoards.com, which is a brand new app designed to help you visualize your dream life. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. 
Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, International Certified Hypnotherapist, wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. Great news for all who need an effective tool to create your dreams. Subliminal Vision Boards is a brand new dynamic mobile app that takes your visualizing to a new, powerful level. Create and save unlimited vision boards on this innovative app as you reprogram your subconscious mind using advanced subliminal technology with high-frequency tones that may actually heal your body. Your dreams are only a step away by using Subliminal Vision Boards. Visit www.subliminalvisionboards.com to purchase your mobile app today. And we are back with my friend, Parisha Taylor, better known as Grandmother Parisha. She is of Native American descent and an elder who often speaks of Native American prophecy. She has had her hands in everything recently, from helping people affected by natural calamities to speaking at the UN or in Europe. All I can say, I just love my friend, Parisha, who literally has taught me so much. You can follow Parisha on Facebook by going to Facebook and in the search engine, look for Parisha Taylor and you'll be directed to her Facebook page. Or for those who would like to write this address down now, go to facebook.com forward slash Ven, V-E-N dot P-A dot R-I-S dot H-A. Well, welcome, Parisha Taylor, Grandmother Parisha, my longtime dearest friend in the whole world. Oh, I'm so thrilled to be talking with you again. Same here. It's just wonderful to see you and be able to actually talk to you. Well, tell me, you have been traveling the world. Where have you been? Everywhere and then some. Some places <laughs> not even named. <laughs> some places not even named. There's this place I go out here in Arizona, and there's just a big sign above this little sh shed out there where I meet up with some people who usually come in from Mexico and other countries to hook up with me, and we just kind of sit out in the desert, talk about what's going on in the world, and make significant determinations of what we're going to go do. And, and the place is called Nothing. The actual name of the place is called nothing. This great big old faded out sign says nothing. It's just this great big place, you know, <laughs> and it's fantastic. Wow. But yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of things going on, and you know that one of the points that's real important to me is it's finally starting to sink in, Jules. All of the years of how you've just kept the the candle going and the fire burning and getting it together and keeping people moving and the message out there. Now, the fun time. You know, like at 78 years old, I'm finally glad to see that when people come, they're talking my language. You know what I mean? They're talking about what we sit and just ponder on. You know what yes. I mean? It's so exciting. Yes, it, it is. It is. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. But I still look up to you for all of the message that you receive intuitively um, because you've, you've really got a handle. Um, I would have to say you're probably more centered than anyone I've ever met in my life. So you can actually describe what is going on right now. And w can you... Can you can we start from there and can you just tell us what is happening? 
Well, what's happening is fantastic, and thank you, by the way, of saying all those complimentary things. But you're my role model. Okay, oh. you're who you're who I grab to when I'm starting to feel my sinking in. Okay, I just reach out and realize Jules is still pumping it. I got to stay on top. You know, so <laughs> it's just good. But you know what's happening right now isn't gloom and all the things that we're hearing. You know, whenever there's birth, we just have to look at the the birthing process of us ourselves as humans. You know, we're in we we're in that incubation period in the mother's womb. Then when we come through to into the world, we're totally confused and disoriented. You know, we come from spirit into form, and we're totally disorganized. You know, we're we're floundering and floundering around trying to find where to go. And right now. That's exactly what's happening, but it's the best thing that could happen because we have to shed the old skins. We really do. You know, it's like many of the young people that are coming that have studied the actual history of our country and global and world histories of all the massive countries of power. And nobody's history is anything to brag about. I mean, yeah. it was a rocky start. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's a rocky yeah. start. And when you go back into the 15th and the 16th and 17th century, it was a bloodbath, Jules. It was a bloodbath, okay? So we need to give ourselves some credit of how much we have evolved forward, okay? okay. That we have a ways to go? Yes, we do, for certain. But also that we have progressed and that we have come to a consciousness that is expanding very rapid now. So what used to take a lot of time through the different centuries that we've evolved is coming overnight. And realization is happening to people who are just kind of caught in that place, that, that what I called hardwired place of their mind, to where a lot of things that you and I would reflect on or things we would say would be totally foreign to them. But you know, they're in a place now to where they've seen all of the established, accepted beliefs of where they've been are not doing what they expected or hoped. So they're more open now to hear some of the things that we've got to say. And I just keep pumping it out. You know my background is Native spirituality, right? Yes, yes. But I, I, I keep endorsing that with the sciences that support it. And as soon as I do that, I just watch lights turn up. So like lately, probably over the last two years, and I really want to get back into my show with you. But over the last two years, I just I sat at one particular meeting with some very high-profile scientists and stuff and listened to all the things they had to say. I left that meeting convinced, Jules, i got to get out there and I've got to beat that drum until I get the attention that actually lets these people know it's up to us. There ain't nobody to pray to. There's nobody to get down and beg for release or help. You need to do it. And when I started doing that, I ended up at first probably because of my own particular way of going at it because I was angry. At first I got a lot of resistance, but I just kept on going till I actually felt comfortable in the skin I had taken on. And that was one of a warrior that said, it's up to us, it's up to us. You, you know, you're going to all these things outside yourself, it's never going to work, it's up to us. And individually we're each coded. You know, the one thing that's very clear, each one of us have a code. That code was represented in that fingerprint that says nobody else in the world could be Jules Johnson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yet we act like we're supposed to be or cooperate or emanate somebody else. No, we have to start finding what that individual, that individual gift is and just duplicate it, duplicate it, duplicate it. And that's what's happening. When I, After I really got started, I started making sure that I was acquiring audiences that was not part of the New Age or the consciousness movement or even some of the environmental groups and stuff that are very advanced and stuff. I wanted to talk to those who had closed the door on what we represent. And they first started coming, trickling in like 15, 30 at a time. And then the audiences have got into hundreds now. Just recently, I did a conference that was actually set up almost within a 24-hour period. And we got over 3,700 people to actually click in on the conference. Wow. Okay. And it, it from all over the world, Jules, all over the world. And it was people who admittedly, you know, shared that they had never read any of these books. They had never looked into the thing. They were devout religious and devoted people. They were family members that were just doing the nine to five and trying to just live what they consider a good life. 
and they all understood it's not it's not working it's not it's not delivering you know so when I started I just kind of have my little thing prepared that shows okay so if you totally accept that you could make a difference and it's up to you to help the rest of us get it together what commitment would you make every one of them wrote down a commitment and when we had them send it in 3700 people said whatever it takes whatever it takes and a lot of them admitted that just in like uh the guy that was running the board on all of this actually could show when they would click what they what their answers were. And he asked at, at that point, "Do are you grasping and are you at all accepting of the particular differences in the message that Grandmother Parrish is sharing?" And we had 97% of the people wow. that were totally open to hearing. It's up to them that it's up to them to help get it done. The only question they had is, where do I start? Where do I go? And I told them, you start right outside your door. You look in your community. You find out what's going on there. You get involved. You start reading. You start actually changing your whole mindset. You know. And I gave them about five or six books to start checking into. And uh, I just felt so, I felt so high. I was jacked afterwards. I really was jacked. And it was like, thank God, because this was like, sort of like my report card, you know, after all of the, the two years of just getting out there and pounding it. It's like, oh my God, just look at how they're just, they just came in swarms looking for the answers. And, and at first it's uncomfortable to hear, there's nobody out there going to do it. It's going to be you. You know, yeah. everybody's learned or you what we taught we were always taught to turn to God or turn to the government or turn to some authority and so people have are so what I considered over you know authority ruled that they don't know how to just step up and say I'm gonna take lead I'm gonna change you know and so when you start introducing that man they're ready now and it was so beautiful because there were a good out of the t- amount of people that come we had like about 780 something young people that were below 20 years old you know yeah above 13 but below 20 and it's just these young people that I guess drew their phones you know everybody's got those phones anymore so they must have picked up the notice and they jumped on and they were the most boisterous they had the best questions Wow. And it's so, well, it's so rewarding, Jules, because this is their world. I'm 78. I'm, I'm kind of on the, you know, reclining end of the stick, okay? And it's like to hear them coming back with the questions I came in asking at 16, 17 years old was so rewarding because it's like you got these answers inside of you. And when the one little boy was very arrogant, he said, I don't feel I have the answers. I feel angry. I feel frustrated. I don't trust my parents. I don't trust the system. And he was going through all this stuff. And I told him, okay, okay, slow down now. Okay, now, the question that you just asked me, how would you really like me to answer? What do you want me to say? And he thought about that for a while, and then he started telling me what he had hoped I would say. And I told him, and that's exactly then what you should do. You know, because like he said, I, I don't see it, we're, we're killing each other instead of talking and communicating with each other, you know. And I don't see that that makes any sense. And I told him, that's because you're intelligent. It doesn't make any sense. You know, and like he said, what do you do with somebody who has killed somebody? You know, like he got to talking about the terrorists. And he said, like some of the terrorists, especially like the one I just had, two beautiful people in our organization lose their life in Manhattan. And it's no. like, oh, no. yeah, yeah. And like he said, how, how do how do you deal with that? I know, you know, just from what you're saying that you cha- you're challenged with. You have to have losses along the way. Why don't you hate those people? And I said, to what good? And why would I hate somebody that you know? Other than by my own nature, I could be one of those people. It's a choice that we've made, and they don't know the choices that I've got. You know, so we I just keep planting those seeds. And like he said, well, still all in all, don't you just, you know, he said, when we say, okay, let's just go kill them. And I said, well, here's my thoughts on that, that if a person actually has come to be in so, so much of a threat, I'm not endorsing that we can just let them go and kill another bunch of people. I don't consider the word killing. I just say, let's resolve them. 
and we have to find better ways to resolve them. And I told him what I do know and what I do want to share with you, which is true for us to share with the people we're talking to today. There is enough science advancement that there are actually technologies now that can get into the brain and actually help change a lot of how hardwired the brain is in those particular beliefs. These people are taught and endorsed and believe with their whole heart that what they're doing is right. You, you right. Know, to, so so. Can I ask a question there then? Yeah. So is it fear the first emotion that they're feeling that keeps them stuck? Because I've noticed that this hate, I, I mean, people are slinging hate like you wouldn't believe. I mean, <laughs> you believe it, but it's just like, do they not understand that this hate is only going to create more hate? They don't see that it's, it's negative. You know, there's a lot of people who hate Trump, but they don't see that what they're doing is creating some, a, a barrier. It's just, it's like they're not totally awakened yet to the fact that the actual hate and the fear is going nowhere, is destructive. And, and they're not aware that they're setting our country up for as a target because the, the, the ignorance that's being spewed is so, so supported by media that the world, because I travel, I've got, you know, I'm talking all over the world. It's yeah. either by video, media, or something, you know what I mean? And when people are t reflecting what they're thinking because of what they're hearing, it's like, okay, one of the things that we need to pay attention to, if, if a country actually wants to take a shot at us, like Korea has definitely entertained, okay, no better time than now when they think that we're all dispersed, all hate and inner fighting, you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, not that I want not that I don't feel people have the right to express what they really truly believe in that, yeah. but but you know and I know a lot of what's going on is totally just almost emotional hysteria, okay? It doesn't have any intelligence in it. It doesn't have any thought out processes and it's just a bunch of name calling, you know what right. I mean? And it's like, so whenever I look at something that I find, I, I, my first reaction is very posed. I'm opposed to this, you know. That, that's my focus then, is to get more information to understand more in depth exactly what all that's based on, you know, and what's really happening. And then actually to sometimes just trace the evidence of outcome to whatever this is this thing is that I'm opposing, you know? And when I do, I can tell you 100% in my life, I have found reasons to be respectful or to understand better just exactly what they're trying to express. And I'm not so sure, Jules, that it's fear. It's brainwashing. They, oh, they, yes. They are indoctrinated. They are, they are sold on that to where they believe it with their whole heart. And when I've talked to some of the people who I know, because I get into that with my world work, that are actually part of the group that we call terrorists, they are as adamant about their rightfulness and what they're doing as we are in, in opposing that it doesn't make sense and we need to stop. So there has to, you know, it's like when you study, I, I fall back on my studies and my sciences and my roots. and. You have to find a place and a circumstance to where you can enter into that consciousness with some conversation or a point of interest that allows them to listen more and hear more of something else. Because here's the thing, they will not listen and they will not hear because their religion has taught them that that in itself is the greatest danger and harm. So they won't, they won't listen to you. They, they're afraid to. They believe that they're condemning and, and violating the, the only thing in the world that means anything to them. And quite honestly, and I, I get a lot of flack from this, so you may get some flack from this. I don't support religious foundations. I, I believe that religion in Latin means relating to the source. Relectio means to relate to the source. Well, the source is intelligent. I don't care what name you want to call it. It's intelligence, okay? And so intelligence is love. Intelligence, like when we all look to what we want, what makes us work, it's love, isn't it? So then, then we would want to apply as much of that that we can possibly be creative with. 
and it means to care for each other, to look out for each other. You know, it's like racism and prejudice and all of that. It's just worn out. It has worn itself thin. It does not exist only in the minds of the people who try to preach it and teach it. And it does not exist anymore. You put a bunch of kids together. You put families together. They can come from all creeds and colors and textures. And they will help each other under circumstances of crisis. Absolutely. Then we move. Then we move into the field of a good time or something going well. You know, like a, a good time. Then everybody starts picking at each other, and it's like, what the hell is going on? You know, why? Why do you have to now start picking at that person? Just before you realized their life was as important as yours. You know, because I'll go into those disaster areas, and I see every church, I see every particular cultural people. They're all gathering and helping. And as soon as we get it all cleaned up and everything, it's like all of a sudden, and this happens every time, Jules. So, I mean, I, I, I'm really out there talking my stuff on it all the time because I'll see them start looking out of the corner of their eye at each other, seeing how the other is acting. And then you kind of see that there's bigger spaces between them. And as soon as I see that, man, I set up some kind of event where I'm going to, I call it a celebration, you know, where we all get together and celebrate what we've done and how we've, what we've accomplished. And then the first thing I come out with is I need you to look around everybody here because it's every one of you that's responsible for this outcome. And then I tell them, could we not pray in the many ways that you need to pray that we will never allow that kind of ignorance to divide us again. That what we have learned here is we're all needed. Can we not take that with us now? Can we not look to each other now and hug each other in deep appreciation? And they'll all hug each other, you know. And then I get people to come up, especially the leaders and the clergy have come to me and saying, well, I don't really know how this is going to fit, you know, but I do see your point. And it's like, it will fit if you nurture it. If you nurture it, if you call them your followers, then you are responsible karmically for what you're leading them into. Give them love. You're getting me all excited here. Do you? <laughs> I just love it. I love it. And I agree with everything you're saying. But I want to go back to that point of brainwashing. How yes. do we know if we've been brainwashed? How do we know that we can change our mindset how do we do this i mean give us a hint well how do we know all we have to do is look at what we say we don't believe and we don't support and we don't like and that what we actually would put the word hate to what are those things because those are the points you're going to have to pay attention to and ask yourself it's like there's this story and i'm sure you've heard this where this the wife was cooking and she brought out her pot pan and everything and she cut the end of the ham off and she put it into the pot and her daughter said to her mom why do you always cut off the end of the ham and she said I don't know my mother always did and so then the young girl says grandma why did, did you cut off the end of the ham she said the pot wasn't big enough you know what I'm saying <laughs> so I find that to be such a real basic truth that we, generation after generation, you understand that the brain research shows us that the first nine, seven to nine years of our life determines the value and what we will believe and do for the rest of our lives unless we intervene with something different, okay? Well, we, right now, what you're doing and what I'm doing and the new sciences are giving us that difference. I mean, I was teaching quantum physics 55 years ago, and everybody in the world thought I was a weirdo, okay? And now, I mean, everywhere you go now, it's talked about. You know, I, I hear it on the news. I'm actually uh, religious services that they're bringing in some of the things that help promote their particular base of, of beliefs and stuff, but it's all working. And it's like, the so I, for me, I just get real excited and realized in my time, in my life, I've actually seen the cycle turning around. And that cycle will deliver us to the generations that are coming. We need to start handling the big important things that need immediate attention. And one of them, and I get a lot of people trying to say that's just BS. And that's one of them is the fact that we have to look at what we've done to the planet and clear our atmosphere. So clean energy is where I'm focusing a lot of my attention. Okay, but <laughs> clean 
air environment the what about these chemtrails are they just part of our imagination or that's our air that is our environment and yet we have no control over that well or you say we, we have or do we we can more than do we we can and so the more information we pump out the more people that actually read it many times when and i do this in restaurants much to my poor husband's dismay I'll we'll be sitting in a restaurant now hear a conversation and people are you know pretty strong about their feelings about this and that and they'll 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 say this just all crap it's just this it's that or it's the you know it's the, the these people over here these people and I wait and I hear that for a while and then my husband when I tell my husband I'm gonna get up and go to the bathroom he always says to me is it really the bathroom because he knows I'm gonna stop at that table <laughs> <laughs> so it's like then, then I just make a stop there and ask them how are you doing you know everything going all right and then I say to them you know we're sitting in such close proximity in this room I couldn't help but overhear some of the things you were saying and then I I don't go in challenging them I actually go in like I'm interested and I'm I'm wanting them to share the base of their information so I told them you know. I, I really heard how strong you were on this and that. So, where what what is it that you use to support that? Where where can I find more information explaining that to me? And then they they stutter, they stammer. Some of them will send me to some really stupid uh, websites and stuff that I already know about. So if they suggest any of them, and I say okay, but you are of course aware of who the people are that actually are endorsing that kind of information, and it has they're not at all backed by any scientific or real true research and knowledge. And then they'll go, well no, I thought they were really the experts. It's like, why don't you check this one out? So I'll give them others to look at. And I realized that in, you know, and, and when when they get up to leave, I would say a good 60 or 70 percent of those people come to my table and thank me. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Because I do it in such a way, and it's like, well, um, you know, I would like you to look at this because I think that they have a lot of points that you might be interested in, but I truly, truly, you know, want you to know that I appreciate your perspective and the fact that you've given me some answers and, you know, something I can look further into. And... I just trust after that 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 seed, because they're so passionate about it, they'll have they'll go to seed. You know what I mean? And I I I got a few little websites that I'd send people to to hurry up and get them to change it. I kind of keep my little book next to me, pick out who I'm gonna <laughs> recommend. And my husband says to me, "Can't you just have a meal and relax?" And it's like <laughs> I am happy. You know, I'm happy with what I'm doing. <laughs> I love this. So, in other words, it's, it's just knowledge uh, yes. and that we can mentally change or manifest a different reality. Is that the bottom line, if we have it more is. people in the collective consciousness with that thought? That is the only true answer. You know okay. that, and I know that. That all we have to do, and listen, human beings at the core of our being and what quantum physics has given us is that we all come from the same oneness, okay? And we all really truly want to be in the best of places with what we're saying and what we believe. And it's beliefs, when you look at the core beliefs of these people, they, they are totally brainwashed with a religion or a system or even the prejudices and the exposure in their early childhood of parents, okay? And it's like when you begin to look at that, I have such compassion for people, especially here. At, now, I'm not going to tell you that as a young woman, I didn't used to get fired up. I did. But it's as I've aged and worked more in this field, I have come to have just the embodiment of compassion. Because I look at every person that's starting to spout off and blow their mouth, even the Ku Klux Klan, and I realize you're only talking from what you know. Right. And it's it's getting the other knowledge to them. Get them to the knowingness of what more to look at that will change that. And the hatred is just a defense. Is it incited by fear? Yes, but more than that, Jules, it's ignorance. And once we can actually re-educate and help them have greater information, that will help. And I don't, you know, some people have said, you really believe that you can make people 
all people love each other and I said no but I truly truly believe with all my heart that we can respect each other I cannot tell you that I agree with everybody I cannot say to you that I passionately get behind everybody's dream or vision or even idea of what they want to do but I know that under God's guide we have the right to do that and I can that with full my a full open heart and like I told them so it you know to especially the religious people and I'm going to hit on this I probably not I'm going to give you some hell on this but I'm going to say it anyway how can you get up there and preach God and preach religion and love and all the things that you say your scriptures represent and walk out that door hating anybody I mean yeah. Jules it's not does not make any sense and then it go it spreads out into our government and into our groups and and, and families you know it's like it, it's just it's just so ignorant that I can't have I can't get upset over it anymore it's like looking at a four-year-old child and realizing this is just a child they do not know any better and the whole thing is us giving them the knowledge and and I don't, I don't say this is a shallow compliment to you what you're doing and, and I trust that with all my heart I support that in however way you ask of me or need me you are out there keeping this voice and keeping this light going through the airways is helping and not only that you're out there competing with all of the hate organizations that spew in the other stuff you know what I'm saying and you have the ear of the elders and you actually have they have given you their prophecies, and it, could you give us some direction as to what they see? It, we're talking, is it the Cherokee, right? Yes, my, my particular traditional branch is Cherokee. Okay. Well, when we sit, when we gather, and, uh, and during the ceremonial seasons, I hit a lot of different organizations and different uh, cultures and villages and stuff. and. There's, a, you know, there's still the Native American movement out there that actually is, is a hate group. You know what I mean? It goes out there and spews its stuff and actually uh, does more harm to our people than they think that they're doing good. But then they have their own motives. I, I, in my mind, I'm convinced they know what the heck they're doing and why they're doing it. But when you sit down with those who have the courage to speak up to what they do know and what they understand from their ways and their traditional and cultural roots they all are sharing the same thing and the visions that they're getting is that we when we came into this particular century we were in a crossroads and we had to look like when we look at 2013 and all of the changes I mean if you if you would just look out into the universe you would see how the Milky Way has shifted you would see how many degrees our earth has shifted okay you have the Eskimo people from the north that contacted the lower states and said, you know, our sun is not rising in the same direction. Nobody believed them. You had some scientists that goes up there where they used to sit and wait for the sun had changed. So we, we are in this real crunch of change and people are saying it's earth changes, the end of the world's coming and everything else. When you realize the unique jewel that sits there in the universe that we call Earth. My term for her is Ela. That she sits there in her beautiful, beautiful presence in a world of chaos and all this stuff is moving around her and all of the, the combustion and all of the things, the birthing, the changing and everything else. And we sit there. I accept that there is an intelligence that says that is purposeful and that we, human, is meaningful. And that and all of the wonderful reach that we've had, and I still believe there are other, there are actually other life forms in the universe. I don't have any doubt of that. But when we as human actually look to what evolutionary track we had to, to go through over these eons of time to be who we are today, and, and I still fall back, and sometimes in my visions, I still hear that we are created in the likeness of the one. And when I hear that, all of the old ones agree with that. Well, Jules, that's you and me. That's all of us as human. And 
when the old ones talk about it, like they say, we have we have this crossroads that we're still looking at, and it's the fact that we have to make them understand that it isn't going to be any government. It's not going to be any one president. It's not going to be any one church or religion or way of thinking. It will involve all of the diversities of each and every one of us as individuals coded to be different and to see the contrast. And in that contrast is really our, is, is actually the harmony. And so we're doing that. Now, do we still have some stuff to look at? Like I said, yes, but the old ones are all saying it. We have always, we've come already to our halfway point. And we're, uh, the balance of that shows that we've, the, the halfway point shows that we're going in the right direction. So in that, that just gives me courage to continue to be who I am, who you are, and for us to keep speaking up. I deal with so many people, Jules that are politically positioned in the houses of government, huge, powerful personalities and celebrities that are all public figures, that are still in the closet, hiding and not really speaking out to the beliefs that they share with me. They'll call me for consultation and for advice and everything, but they'll deny me publicly. You know, I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't hear me expecting that they should endorse me. That's not what I'm talking about. But if they, if they're asking me for help, then that tells me that they believe what I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yet, yet in their lives, in their police positions, in their public ability, they're not putting the word out there. They're not standing with it because they're they're so afraid of a shadow that's totally, totally fed by us and our fear and our ignorance. And they're afraid to speak up to what it is. And those who have, you know, there's a history here. Those who have, have suffered some loss, if not totally annihilation of their careers and their particular aspirations. But at the same time, whether that be me, whether that be you, whether that be any of us that's been, you know, really blasting this frontier for a long time, it is what it is. And the more of them that will begin to stand out and speak up. I mean, I was in a, a group of luncheon very recently to where everybody was politically sharing something that had hit the news. And because I see you are and I can read thoughts, I realized that all those people sitting over there are all Trump people. They all really, really believe in Donald Trump. And there was this one big loudmouth person just out there spewing off and calling them names. You know, those Trumpies, those Trumpies, those idiots, those Trump idiots and everything. And these people were just sitting there very reserved and quiet. And I couldn't stand it, okay? So I simply, <laughs> I simply stood up and I said to the man, okay, so could you help me get a handle on just what your point is? And so he went off and talking to all of his point and everything. And there was like probably a good 15 or 16 tables of three or more people sitting over to the left of me. And when he got through talking, I just simply looked at them all and I said, so what do you have to say about that? You should see them all. You would have thought I just threw cold water on them. They were all horrified that I had turned to them, you know what I mean? <laughs> and there was only, and, and there was one woman, a very small frame, beautiful little spirit, she stood up, she was kind of like on the outer outstretches on the one end of it, and she said, I think everything he said is bullshit. That's <laughs> all so she had to say, and she sat back down, you know, it's like, so then a few of the rest of them got up, and then, you know, I just kept instigating. My husband said, look at you, you're, you're actually instigating this. And I said, I looked at one guy that was sitting there and looked very official and everything, and I said, I can't keep up with the news, so I don't know what he's talking about. Do you know what he's talking about, and is there any validness to it? And then this guy started talking, and he totally wiped out this guy's whole case. I mean, he started throwing other facts and figures out there and just wiped this whole fact, this whole thing out. When we actually got what we got a head count in this this restaurant, it was really like a conference where there had actually been a a, a presentation made just before the meal. And uh, so once we got the room actually acquired, less than one third of that room were anti-Trump people. They were all Trump people. But nobody wanted to deal with an idiot standing up there screaming and spouting off all of his vulgar nastiness. You know what I mean? And it was like, this is what's got to change. This is where some quiet presence, you know, 
uh, I still look at all of the wonderful people in our history that just had to stand very dignified and courageous in the face of all of the questions and the objections, you know, and just, it's like, you just need to be able to stand up, not attack them, you don't have to go to their level of anger and craziness, but you need to stand up and say, sir, I didn't ask you for your opinion, nor do I agree with you, you know, and just, just put something out else out there you know get something else in the environment instead of just this outrageous attack and I'm and I believe me I have no problem with anybody that I'm referring to listening to this program because I've said this all to their faces until you have the courage to stand on what you truly believe you're not representing us with what we need you know and yes maybe you'll get some fire maybe you'll get some criticism maybe you'll even lose the election or not become continue to be this you know favorite celebrity but you got to start speaking up and it's just you know I sometimes they'll, they'll actually listen to me sometimes and when I see them I'm not even ready to say anything to them I'm just greeting them like okay 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 grandmother I know I need to speak up more, you know. So it's like they, it's it's in the seeds are there, it's planted, and that has to change. And and people will say to me, please, this is just private, this is personal. Please don't name me. The point of that is the question you asked me about the elders. There are so many elders that are afraid of retaliation in their communities for actually having a, the willingness and the love to share what they know into the greater community. And uh, I, you know, for me, that's still a sore spot with my people, and I, I still work with that. There are people who actually consider that I'm absolutely unreal and phony and plastic and everything else. You know, it you just can't, you cannot sit there and cower from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just keep out there and keep visible and keep in their face. It's like yes, many of us. But oh, but the difference is is that you don't spew the hate. You spew acceptance of people coming together and taking responsibility for themselves, correct? Yes. It's such okay. a lonely it's such a lonely place to even ponder on, Jules, to think that you want to be in this in this life by yourself. I want to I'm inclusive. I want everybody to come. I, I when I see people standing out and feeling like they, they don't know how to come in, I go get them. You know what I mean? I don't leave yeah. anybody standing out there. You come on in, come on in, come on in. You know what I mean? And it's it's that inclusiveness that you give us. It's that inclusiveness that most people that are out here doing this are giving. All of there's there's so many wonderful mentors and teachers out there right now that are actually giving all of the brain research and everything else. A favorite of mine is Joe Dispenza, and yes. his recent new book that's out that we are all supernatural. He's 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 feeling he may get some flack from that, and I told him so. What? Just throw it out there, you know. And yeah. it's just it's just this it's just this that's going to help. That knowledge, that knowledge, hearing a thing. I even had a guy that one of the scientists many years ago that really turned on me when I was explaining to them that the sun is black because it's ultraviolet told me I was absolutely crazy and I was teaching in the, the, the College of Physics in Russia and he told me I was crazy okay. and so he walked out on me about oh it has to be good probably better than a year now that I met up with him and one of the particular things we were doing and he purposely walked up to me and he says do you remember me and I said in our mind we always remember those who tried to offend and I said so I hope you've gotten wiser and he started laughing he said exactly and he said everything you said I have proven I just didn't have the courage to come back and tell you you're right you know and I told him it never was about being right it was about being inclusive I we can do that. this yeah I love this you know we're almost out of time but uh, Parisha oh I love you so much I love all of your words for wisdom I'm so thrilled that you're on the network where people can hear you I, I just feel so blessed and I really want to wish you because I know this is your birthday week yes. and I've been seeing some fabulous photos on Facebook and I want to encourage everybody you want to see an exciting Facebook page 
you have to be friends with <laughs> Parisha because, oh my gosh, the best photos, the best slogans, the best inspirational uh, clips really come from Parisha. I mean, it is outstanding. So, Parisha, can you give everybody your website? Oh, it's Ben, V-E-N, and it's a dot Parisha, P-A dot R-I-S dot R-A. I can't thank you enough. I love you so much, and thank you so much for coming on the show today. Always my pleasure, love, always. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.